This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. All right. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is David Herzog. And David, you are traveling like crazy, bringing the glory everywhere. You were just in the Ukraine. What in other places? What's going on? What's God been doing in you, through you, around you? What have you been seeing? Oh, just a lot of things are happening. There's just such an acceleration right now because of the season we're in. Um, just the 70-year thing with Israel. So everything's going really, really fast. And the viewers listening, I'm sure you guys can feel an acceleration in your life. But we've been seeing crazy miracles. We just got back from the Ukraine. And, wow, it's been crazy. We had signs and wonders, created miracles, teeth filling in, missing teeth growing, terminal cancer patients, completely terminal. Uh, demons come out of them. They're completely healed. Their skin even comes back, like gray skin from cancer, pain, gone, everything. God's accelerating really, really fast. Now, do you feel like you yourself, David, we've known you for a number of years now. Are, do you feel that you're in a new level in the glory? Yeah, especially this year. At the, well, it actually started last year, but then it just increased at the turn of this year. It's like God can't tell me that there's a faded glory and then there's a greater glory. And go for the greater. Don't just enjoy what was. And we've just been pressing into the greater glory. So not only has the glory been exploding like in our prayer times and personal times, but in the meetings, just um, how to explain it. And the accuracy, even in the prophetic, the accuracy has been getting crazy. I've been getting, you know, names, not just names of people, but their credit card numbers. Their ad street addresses, like five number street addresses, their phone numbers, their license plates, with a prophetic word, and miracles happening all intertwined in the, in the word of knowledge. And people are just like, whoa, and they're getting saved. Um, on my birthday, something crazy happened. A diamond appeared on my birthday while I was speaking in Washington State. And then I got transported the same day. A crazy story. Okay, wait a second, David. First of all, for those who maybe have not experienced your ministry or this before, what do you mean a diamond appeared? We're doing a meeting. Um, miracles are happening. The glory of God was there. And a lady just suddenly looks, starts screaming, oh, my God, look at this. And this perfectly cut diamond just appears in the meeting on the floor. Wow. Wow. So it was pretty cool. It was my birthday, so I took it as a good sign. There you go. We'll talk about this uh, uh, transportation, this supernatural transportation, a little later. Uh, now, you are one that's known for operating the glory, moving in the glory, understanding the glory. I, let me just ask you, this is not in my notes to ask you, so I'm taking you off guard here a little bit, but easy for you to answer. For somebody like you that moves in the glory, you see it in the meetings. What does that look like for David Herzog behind the scenes at home? What does that greater glory look like for you? Because not everybody listening is in the ministry or can be in a meeting like that. That Those are good things. Or any minister that's listening, of course, we want that greater glory. But for your day-to-day -day person that just loves Jesus, what does that glory look like personally? Sure. Oh, I'd love to answer that. So, yeah, this— Especially, so it's increasing, increasing for the last, I'd say, four or five months, especially the last three. It just every month is increasing. I can't wait to wake up and just be with God. And now when you've been doing this for a long time, you know, there's times where you're excited. Other times you're just doing it because you need to pray and you need to go. But it's, it's like a whole new 
level where I'm sitting there. I don't even pray. I just sit there and wait on God. And this heavy, 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 the heaviest thing I've ever experienced of the glory of God or the Father just comes in. And I just sit there with him for hours. And I don't even like have to pray anything like an agenda. I just, we're just talking. We're just, it, I can't explain it. It's almost like the only I can think of it is Adam and Eve when they were in the garden where God just hung out with them, just fellowship with them. It wasn't like, okay, well, I got to pray for this and I need to, it was just chilling with God. And then I'll just, I'll just pray one thing towards the end of that time. I'll just think it, and literally lightning speed. I can't believe the things that are happening. Like, I'm not doing it for favor or for anything. I'm just enjoying God, and everything in my life and ministry is suddenly quantum leaping, like daily, like literally every single day, major, major quantum things start opening up from that intimate, huge encounter with the Lord. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and I have a lot to talk to you about, but because you just said that word intimate— you you teach clearly, and it really, when I read your book, uh, Secrets of the Glory, you start off the the first chapter, I believe, about being hungry, but you, you basically teach that the key is intimacy. Exactly, because a lot of people are using God to get favor or power or open doors or prosperity or whatever, and really, it's, it, it's just, and, and it sounds like a cliche, but really, I want to know God, like, like Adam knew God, like Moses saw his face, like... Just like, because when you have all the other stuff, you're still empty if you don't have that deeper encounter. Moses had the signs, the wonders. He, I mean, he saw Egypt destroyed. He saw the Red Sea open, supernatural provision. And yeah, he saw everything, gold and silver, whatever he wanted. And yet he wasn't enough. It didn't satisfy him until he saw his faith, the intimacy with God. And that's pretty much, and, and I've always thought after that, but it's like this year especially, maybe because of the timing that we're in, it, it's been hugely exciting to just get up and run to my prayer area or wherever I pray and just see what happens. So it's like, whoa, it's going to happen now. Like the creator himself just visiting me. It's not like it's just an increase. It's more of a laser focus. And it's very, very intimate from the first few seconds where sometimes it takes a while to get in the spirit, certain people, depending if you're under warfare or whatever. But late, but this year it's been like a whole different dynamic. And in that, everything else in my personal life and ministry family has been like accelerating like quantum leaps. Now, I, I would imagine, David, that there is a mixture between uh, something that you've cultivated for a while now and then the sovereignty of God just pouring out His Spirit on you, correct? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, yeah, because to whom much is given, much is required. And then if you're faithful with little, He makes you faithful with much. So, yeah, over the years, that's been my main heart is just time with God, worship, the glory realm. So it could be also just being faithful with that for so many years, God's just given me the next level, the so greater glory. Let me ask you this. Those who are listening, where do they start with cultivating? Because I believe that even people who are just coming into the kingdom, people who have been stagnant maybe for a while but are still hungry, that God's going to even do what you said uh, even uh, as you're on the show in this radio interview, that God's going to kind of catch people up, not not bypass laziness or anything like that, but help catch people up. And, and so what are some of the things that we have to do to cultivate a lifestyle in the glory? One of the things lately I've been having is just the awe of God, like seeing God in his awesomeness, like, wow, I get to be with God versus, okay, I guess I should pray again. And I saw something on Sid Roth. They said we should seek the Lord in praise. All right, I'll do. And instead of coming in that, it's how you come in. So it's not that attitude of, oh, I should do this. It's, it's wow, it's an honor. I get to have the creator of heaven and earth 
or the entire universe is going to visit me right now. Like, whoa. When you have that awesome feeling of royalty and majesty, oh, my gosh, the king of the universe is about to meet with me. When you start that way, it, it, it attracts the Lord faster. Does that make sense? Of course. And, and if you wouldn't mind sharing, um, I'll say it briefly so you know where I'm coming from. In the book, you talk about going from praise to worship to in the glory. Can you explain that principle? Yeah, it's a real simple principle. I learned it from Ruth Heflin years ago, prophetess. And basically she says you praise, which a lot of people don't know the difference between praise and worship. But praise is the fast breakthrough. You know, if you look in the original Hebrew, throwing the hands and dancing and shouting and victory songs and, you know, some, some people call it warfare songs, breakthrough songs. And then once you've done that for a while where you don't feel like shouting and screaming and dancing, there's a point where you just feel, feel like being intimate. That's called worship. Then you go into the slower, intimate worship. Uh, you know, I worship you, I love you. and that's, So basically people say, well, how long do you do praise or fast? I just call it fast music because people don't get it sometimes. Right. How long do you do the fast music? I said, well, is it 30 minutes? Is it 20 minutes? I said, it just depends how, how long it takes till you break through into that realm. And suddenly you feel a shift in the atmosphere, and then you go into the slow worship. And that, that works individually when you're praying or, or in a meeting that you're doing. Same principle. And then the slow worship, you worship him and you love on him. And, and all of a sudden the heavier, heavier, heavier glory comes. It's probably the presence comes first, then the heavy glory. And then you just sit there like, whoa. And then you're just like blasted by the intimacy and love and power of God. And you just enjoy that for a while. And then there's a place where you make your needs known. you know. But that's where it is, seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, being right with him, close to them, intimacy. Then there's a place for all these things. And then these things shall be added. But most people just have needs and they're just praying to get their needs met, but they're not really seeking God for God, you know? No, that's a good word. And, and you like to teach, uh, wake up in the morning praising. Yeah, that's the best thing. <laughs> your day. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I want to just get into uh, some more specifics about the glory here. Uh, there, there is a you've taught us um, through your resources here, which is great. That your new book, Secrets of the Glory, in your three CDs, said the greater glory. That there is a significant uh, difference between the anointing and the glory. Could you spend a, a few moments on that? Sure. Like you could be at a meeting and watch a guy doing healing ministry. Lining everybody up, they're waiting in the big line. Okay, next, I'm going to pray for you, next, pray for you. And the lady goes, yeah, yeah, I think my leg is a little better, my back seems to be better. So you're seeing a guy operating in an anointing, you know, but you don't feel it in the room. You're, you're sitting in the audience, you don't feel the presence of God or the glory. You're just watching someone operating in his anointing. So that's the difference between anointing. When the glory shows up, it's not just on the speaker, it's all over the place. And when the glory shows up, for instance, with miracles, you're not, you're not limited to waiting to get in line for the guy to lay hands on you. Someone in the wheelchair in the back of the whole auditorium instantly just get out of his wheelchair, be healed, or be healed by laying on hands in the front. It's a whole different dimension. So if you stepped into heaven, you would be healed instantly because of the glory of heaven. You wouldn't be waiting for an angel to pray for you, you know? Right, which is what you talk about as a greater glory. Um, Exactly. So from a minister's standpoint, though, you talk about— you know, how the, the gifts start magnifying and exploding when you're in the glory, as opposed to, uh, and you're not as worn out, right? Isn't that how you teach it? And then, but the anointing, you, you got to do a lot more of the work. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, let's say I used to do these lines, right? You see the lines. All right, we're going to do healing lines, skin line. And you go one on one. If there's a thousand people, man, you're there for hours. But suddenly the glory comes one day and God says, I don't want you tonight to lay hands tonight. I want to show you another way, another option. So you're not limited only, not that we don't do laying on hands, but you're not limited only to that way. So I said, okay. And he goes, what do you want me to do? He goes, just wait for me to tell you. 
I said, but Lord, people are waiting here. It's a miracle service. I, I want to just do what I know works. And that's when he told me, well, do you want to take a, a risk and go in the greater glory? Or do you want to just go in what's familiar to you? Mm. And then, then I always say it's better to be an amateur in the new, I could say the new glory, than a professional in the old anointing. Boy, that's true. Out, and I start saying, okay, what do I do now? He goes, one day he goes, okay, now when you just call out uh, people's teeth were growing in their mouth where there's no teeth. I said, what? That sounds crazy. I start calling it out. And then he goes, okay, now call out there's gold teeth fillings and crowns happening. So I just said it. And within like 15 minutes, it was like 100 people that had gold teeth, new wow. teeth, all these creative miracles that it would have taken me hours going one by one but to pray for people. But in the glory realm, there's such an acceleration that in a couple seconds, a couple minutes, you can see just mass, you know, even with deliverance in Africa, we see mass deliverance versus one-on-one, you know, hey, demon, how long you been there? Well, you know, what opened the door? You know, you have this 20-page checklist, you know, let me see your family line. Have you ever seen drugs? Have you done witchcraft? I mean, that's a mechanical way of doing it to find out. And then, then there's a glory accelerated way where, like I was in Ukraine um, just a few days ago, and, and after the whole meeting was done, there was thousands of people, miracles. They brought me this lady who has terminal cancer. She looks like a Holocaust victim, like she's literally about to die. Skin and bones, gray skin. She's, I, and I said, how bad is it? They go, oh, it's all over her body. I said, okay. So I start praying. And I go, okay, what do you feel now? And she goes, oh, now I can't hear out of my right ear. I go, okay, well, then now we know that's a demon. Because mm-hmm. why would I pray for you when you get worse? Right. So I go, all right, so now we're going to, now, now we know what, what it is. Now I go, okay, spirit of cancer, I know you can hear me. And all she started manifesting. She's like a good Christian, and she used to even lead worship, but there was a spirit of cancer on her. And the more I pushed, the more that thing just went crazy until she vomited. She just was ready to vomit. I go run to the bathroom. She come back completely. Her skin cleared. Her gray skin, the, the colors came back. The strength came back. The pain left. She was depressed for months. She was instantly full of joy, laughing nonstop. So the next day, I talked to the husband. He drove me to the airport. He said, no, it's completely changed. It's something completely has never happened before. So, and that was just a few minutes in the glory, where I know in the old days, when I didn't have the glory, I had a strong anointing and faith realm only. It, it just seemed like it would have taken a lot longer to get the same kind of breakthrough, even in deliverance. But in Africa, we had mass deliverance. Just like got up there, it was just masses of people just instantly demons coming out um, when the glory came. So how did David Herzog move? Because you've been in the ministry for many years now. How did you move from the anointing to the glory, though? Okay, for me, I thought I was in the glory, and I probably was coming in and out of it without realizing at times. You, you bump in and out of it without knowing most people just call anything that moves the glory. You know, oh, oh, I feel goosebumps. The glory's here. Or, oh, the guy got slain in the spirit. The glory's here. Or, or maybe you pushed him and he got slain. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> uh, the, the glory realm. What happened when I was in France on the mission field, I was so hungry for God. We just did a six-month revival. I had just gone to Pensacola. And so, and, that's, and it happened on Father's Day, just like Pensacola. I had picked up something from there. Every night, people getting saved, repentance, but also miracles deliverances and it was awesome but after six months straight i was like lord there's got to be more my i was the more i was getting closer to god and god using me the more i felt there's a lot more i don't have which is just crazy and i said lord what do i do and the lord said if you pull out of this revival and seek my face for the next season i'll give you a greater glory at that time this is that was 1998 revival mm. father's day in france and i prophesied france would win the world soccer cup as a sign that the revival should continue france won brazil 3-0 so we kept going six months I pulled out just desperate, like crazy desperate, kind of like Paul said, like the more he knew the Lord and got closer, the more he realized he needed God. Right. And I was like, God, I don't want to preach anymore unless you visit me in a greater glory. And I was reading Acts chapter 4, 
what God was doing there. And I was realizing I was living in Acts 2. The joy was there. There was some healing. There was some deliverance. People added to the church, but I wasn't seeing the quantum leap from, to Acts 4, where, where multitudes are getting saved. And So I anyway, I just I was just seeking, 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 and I got really visited by God for about six weeks, six to eight weeks. And then God led me to Ruth Heflin in Ashton, Virginia. I met her. She had invited me to come up. I was just wanted to see what she had. And she said, you're preaching tonight. I said, no, no, no. I've been preaching for six months. I just need to receive what you have. She says, no, 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 you're preaching tonight. I'm a prophetess. Believe me, you know. All right. So I get, it was like January the 2nd, you know. I get up there and I get, I get visited while I'm preaching. I get blasted by the glory. I couldn't even preach. I sang my message. It was just really ridiculous. Wow. Saying two chapters of Isaiah 16, 61. I was like, what is going on? Why am I singing my message? This is crazy. And as I did this, signs and wonders start following, the glory starts exploding. But it wasn't about what happened in the meeting. It was what happened in me. After that, because she knew if I got on that stage where the glory was, on that pulpit, something would hit me. I was like on cloud nine for like at least a week or two. I literally thought I was living in heaven while my body was on the earth. I was like, what is Wow. I didn't even know it existed. I knew I knew how to feel the knowing through my body or the, the electricity. and the, But I didn't know that, that this realm even existed. I didn't even know there was a place like that. I just thought, oh, I've experienced anointing, and I know, I think I know the glory. I know Isaiah 16. I preach on the glory, and I've seen God move, and, you know, I have a strong relationship with the Lord. I thought, okay, I'm doing pretty good. But when I hit that glory, I didn't even know it was possible to have that. I just didn't know. I thought, well, maybe when you get to heaven. And I didn't even think about preaching anymore. I was completely just blasted on the floor every single day and night. I just couldn't, spending hours and hours, it wasn't work. It was just like, oh, you're awesome. I just wanted to spend just day and night with the glory, with God, with God's presence. And then out of that, I'd go back to minister and things would explode. So it's a whole different thing. Most people try to get an anointing to be used. But if you just get visited by a higher, greater glory, by default, you'll already be, have a greater power and everything else will flow. Which goes back to your whole teaching on you can't have any of that, right, without intimacy. Exactly, because you probably, you know, a lot of people misuse even the little that they do have. They they get greedy or power-hungry or controlling or whatever, and then it all becomes about them. But it's, it's just, you know, I, I would give up my entire ministry in a second if God said, you have a choice between my glory or having a big, powerful ministry. That wouldn't even be a question. Wow, that's big, David. If you don't go with me, I'm not going, Lord. I, you have to be with me. I like that. Coleman said, I'm, without the Holy Spirit, I, I can't do nothing. I can't do anything. Please don't grieve the Spirit, Kevin mm. Coleman would say. Mm. All right, you have a new book, Secrets of the Glory. Uh, what What is that going to do for people? Well, it's going to do just what I've been sharing just now. It's going to take you into that greater glory experience. A lot of people that have read my other books, Mysteries of the Glory or Glory Invasion, they said when they read that one, it completely rocked the world. They had already read the other ones thinking, oh, they had a good grasp on it. But this this one is like if I were to mentor you one-on-one, like literally sit you down and go, okay, here's really how you do it. Just boom, boom, boom. That's what that book will do. Well, I'll just take you one-on-one into the higher, greater glory realms that maybe I couldn't share in a mass meeting. And some of the other books are, were introductory leading up to this book so that you could get the fullness of the greater glory. Now, what about your three CD set, The Greater Glory? Yeah, that, that even goes deeper. Uh, that That's mentoring you even deeper, literally, literally mentoring you one-on-one. Like, okay, let me take your hand. How do you do this? How do you do that? How does how do you operate in this dimension, in the glory of the supernatural? Not just theory, but literally, how do I do it? And, and I, you know, most people don't explain a lot of the supernatural stuff. They give testimonies of what they see, but they don't really. It's kind of like Elijah and Elisha. The Lord told me, start to mentor people and train them 
break it down small as possible, simple as possible, so they can live daily in that and be used in that. And that's what those three CDs will do. will take you to a realm where you wouldn't get normally, just from a normal meeting. And by the way, in every CD, David prays powerful prayers over you to receive the greater glory and different things like that. And we're going to be right back with David as he teaches us how to live in the glory every day. We'll be right back. Call now and get David Herzog's powerful brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Greater Glory. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9552. As soon as you begin to read David's book, Secrets of the Glory, you will immediately experience a supernatural hunger for intimacy with God, and you will begin to encounter God's greater glory invading your life. Through David's powerful brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, you will understand what the new glory truly is. Discover how to access the glory every day. Find out how the sick are healed and the dead are raised when you access the greater glory. Understand how you and even things can be supernaturally transported from one location to another. Discover how supernatural provision and finances multiply in the glory. Begin to witness God doing more through you in a shorter time span as your God-given destiny is accelerated through the glory. Learn the operating instructions to help you see creative miracles, signs, and wonders in your life. Through this three-part audio CD teaching series, The Greater Glory, you will have David Herzog train you to access the greater glory and experience its benefits. Through this anointed series, you will learn the greatest key to walking in the glory every day, how to release your miracle in the glory, how to use your supernatural gifts within the glory, the difference between supernatural gifts and the anointing in the glory, the power of decreeing and confessing in the glory, and so much more. These audio CDs contain anointed prayers of impartation for you to obtain all of God's blessings and promises for your life so you can come out of the ordinary and step into the extraordinary. People get saved in the glory, they get healed in the glory, they get finances in the glory, they get uh, their, their health is restored in the glory. I love the glory and I want you to fall in love with the King of glory, Jesus. Don't miss out on getting David Herzog's brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Greater Glory. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9552. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9552 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, we're back with David Herzog, and I'm telling you, I hope you felt what I felt in that first segment. The I, I felt like this, uh, a, a little bit of rain of the glory. You know, it wasn't flooding in yet, but it was a rain of the glory. It was so sweet and, and tender, uh, as just as David was talking about the glory. And David, you, you like to teach how we are to live in the glory every day from praise, which we already talked about to repentance and so on and so forth. How do we live? How do we begin to live in the glory every day? Well, like I said in the last segment, uh, first thing is basically praise and worship. So a lot of people say, well, I don't feel holy enough to praise and worship or I have these issues in my life or I have this stronghold. I haven't broken off yet. I feel guilty. I still tell people come and praise and worship first anyway the reason is because once the, you praise and worship in the presence and the glory of God comes, it's easier then to actually break things off your life. If you're struggling with something or a sin issue, 
if you let the presence of God come, then it's much easier. A lot of people think it's opposite. Well, I got to be perfect. A lot of people don't go to church because they think, well, I'm, I'm backslidden or I, I'm in sin or I'm in bitterness. So I'll wait till I get good and then I'll come to God. But see, like we always say, come as you are, right? We tell unsaved people, well, come as you are right. and let God clean you. Don't, you don't have to be perfect to come to our church. It's the same with Christians. When they're, when they're go, going through something or backslidden or some issue, they run from God until they feel they're holy enough to approach God. But I found out it doesn't work that way. Come as you are, even as a believer, and you're messed up. Worship Him and praise Him first. Once that presence starts to come, you'll start to weep. You'll start to repent. it will be genuine. You'll be like, Lord, I, oh, I missed this presence. This is what I wanted. And it's easier to change when you're in the presence, no matter what you're going through. That's why I say praise and worship him first. Get get in his presence and then talk to him about your issues or repentance and holiness. It's easier to talk to a person when you're in their presence. Mm, that's good. That's good. And in that presence, you you like to tell people that you need to start seeing God as creator. Now, we all know in Genesis that he was a creator, but... But to to highlight that more in our lives, him as being creator, to manifest uh, more of of him in our lives. Talk about that. Yeah, so I, I learned over the years that God will manifest the way you perceive him, the way you see him, the way you worship him. So like, let's say some churches don't believe in healing is for today, right? Some denominations believe just salvation. All right, so they see a lot of salvations, but they don't see healing because they don't honor that part or, or believe that God is that. Others see God's deliverer. Suddenly they see deliverances. Others see the God, the provider. He wants to provide for your needs. Then they give and they get blessed. So, and then they believe he's a healer. One day I said, Lord, how come we don't see a lot more creative miracles? He said, because my people only see me and preach me as a healer. So I all confirm with the accompanying signs of healing that they're preaching. If they would see me and get a revelation of me as creator and preach me as that, I'll confirm that word with accompanying signs of creative miracles. And that's how I got a revelation. I go, wait a second. Well, I need to get a revelation on that you're the creator, not just in the beginning you created. Most people think he created everything in the beginning. Now everything is on autopilot. When something breaks down, we just call the maintenance man to fix it. But he's like, no, I'm still the creator. I'm still creating galaxies and there's planets being created that weren't there five years ago. And I went, all right. So I, I go into Genesis 1, and I start getting this revelation for myself. And then all of a sudden I go into the meetings, and creative miracles are exploding. So, it's, so again, it's the way you see him is the way he moves. So that's why we want an expanded way. It's just like the whole teaching on the courts of heaven, if you see God as the judge, you can get justice. But most people don't see him as that, so they don't get justice. So the more ways you see God in his fullness, the more you can see those areas of his fullness manifest in your personal life. You mentioned giving, and the whole nature of giving and breakthrough giving changes when you're doing it in the glory. What, what, what does that look like? Well, just like healing is accelerated in the glory realm where people get healed instantly and miracles happen fast. Uh, then the Lord said, and one day I was, again, I was in the mission field seeing all these miracles. And I said, but Lord, how come the finances aren't exploding and we need these finances to do stadiums and feed the poor and bless Israel and do all the things, travel? And he said to me, well, if you would trust me with your finances, just like you trust me for healing, I would do that. But people compartmentalize. I said, well, I'm using God for healing, but not for finances. So I said, okay, what do I do? I said, Lord, I need $16,000. I just was straight up. I'm in debt $16,000. Can you help me pay that? And he's like, yeah, what do you have? And he always goes, what do you have? I go, well, I only have 1000 He goes, sow that into the glory. In fact, at the time, he said, send it to Ruth Heflin. So I'm on the mission field. I'm supposed to send $1,000 back to America, which doesn't make any sense. It's natural. <laughs> I did it. Two days later, someone gives me $20,000. I was like, what? Wow. 
I said, I've never seen that happen like that. He said, because in the glory, everything's accelerated. You know, when the boy gave the loaves and fish to Jesus, a couple of loaves and fish, because he carried the glory, 5,000 people ate, probably 20,000 women and children. Had the boy just given it to some other people that were hungry in the crowd, he would only fed a few people. But you stick it in the glory where there's multiplication, suddenly it has that effect. So then I start learning, okay, I give my best seeds into the glory realm, and then from my harvest and overflow, I help the poor and all the other things. And you also talk about the difference. We hear a lot about declaring, decreeing these days. And, but, but you say there's a uh, distinct difference between decreeing and confessing. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I'm confessing. It's, when people say I'm confessing, usually in their mind is, I'm believing towards something to happen. I'm, how's, your, how's that back today? Oh, it's still, it's still bad, but I'm confessing it every day. How's, how's your debt? Oh, yeah, I'm confessing it. You know, it's coming. But a decree is now. When Jesus said, stand up, take up your bed, and walk now, that's a governmental decree. It's a now, it's a now realm. So confession is like taking your multivitamins. You know, it's healthy. It's good. Keep confessing. You know, toward, and slowly people start getting gradual healing or gradual. Sometimes it happens fast when you confess, but a lot of times it's, you know, you confessing. Even the, like the Word of Faith movement has a lot of good things, but sometimes they'll say, don't expect a quick harvest. You know, there's nine months and then the harvest. Confess for your seed to grow. See, but the scripture is as long as the earth remains, your seed time and harvest time. But if the glory comes, you're not sowing on the earth, you're sowing in the glory realm, it could be instant. It could be accelerated. It could be now time. So confession is good. That's what you do daily. You confess towards things, but a decree is a now realm. I decree right now in Jesus' name, this door opens. Boom. I decree right now this property sells now. I decree that door of that nation that you told me this was to go to, Lord, open it up in Jesus' name. I've, I've had that happen so many times. But usually how it happens, the decree, is when God tells me to say it. So a lot of times you have a need that you know of, you're confessing for God to do it. But when you're in the glory and God tells you, command these three nations to open up in Asia, which I did, within an hour I was invited to all three nations, huge meetings, thousands of people. Um, Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see or hear my Father do it. So when you hear it and then you decree it, that's when the things start happening very fast. So decree is an accelerated form compared to the confession. And you have a, a fun story of decreeing, creating, declaring. Uh, when you were in northern France doing ministry, you uh, these two these two guys said to you that you like to surf. Remember that story? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened? Yeah, so so we do these great meetings and miracles happen, and uh, I think a Satanist got saved and. And at the end, you know, I was coughing a little bit. It was cold. It was wintertime, February, in north, northwest France, Brittany. And these guys go, hey, would you go surfing with us? I'm like, no, it's freezing outside. I got this. And the Lord goes, no, go with them. The creator of heaven and earth tells me, go surfing. Go surfing, my child. Surf's up, dude. <laughs> Surf's up, so, dude. <laughs> imagine the God of heaven and earth, go surfing, dude. So I go to the beach, and it's freezing, ice cold. It's like a lake. There's no waves. And I'm like, what, what, are, what did you bring me here? He says, well, we thought if... All those miracles in the meeting could happen. It could happen out here. Wow. And I'm like, ah, oh, God was trying to get their attention because they were like young, like 17, you know, 16, 17. And one of them was a pastor's son. He's grew up in church. You know, pastor's kid, they'd, see, they'd seen it all. They're kind of bored in church, but they liked what they saw on the weekend. So he's like, hey, does God? And so I said, well, I asked God about it. And God goes, yeah, command the wind and waves to come. So I get the wetsuits on, and it's really cold. And I command the wind and waves to come. Nothing happens. And God says to me, well, step in the water. I go, well, there's no wind or waves. He goes, no, it's there. You decreed it. And I, it's Hebrews 11.3. The worlds were framed by the spoken word of God. 
but you don't see it manifest till you walk in the frame. Like the like the man with the paralyzed legs, he goes, take up your bed and walk. The moment he spoke that, God created his new legs, but he had to walk into it. Or Peter, hey, come out, go fishing, launch into the deep. Well, we just did that all night. There's no fish. But when Jesus spoke it, it's like a matrix, like a, a frame is created. And if you walk through the invisible door, then it visibly manifests. So Peter goes back out, boom, fish show up. So I go, all right. So I go in the water. We start swimming. It's ice cold. And within about 15 minutes, waves start coming. And there was nothing in the forecast for a week. Nothing was there. And these guys were screaming and yelling. They're so excited. But not, So we, we declared it, but then nothing happened. That's where faith comes in. Then you use your faith to step in what was declared in the glory. A lot of people will use their faith to, to declare things that God never told them to declare. So they're wondering why it's not working. When G- Jesus told Peter, come, then he, he, he used his faith. He had faith to walk on water, but he didn't release his faith until Jesus, the King of glory, spoke it. Right. frame was created. Then he walked on water. Right. A lot of people miss that step. They're like, hey, I believed, I believe, I received. The Word of God says, if you believe anything, it'll happen. And, they, you know, this, I had this story about this guy who tried to win the lottery. It's a funny story. I'm not into the lottery, but it just it proves the point. He said, Lord, help me win the lottery. I believe, I receive. If two more would be together. And he's uh, every day confessing to win the lottery. After 30 days, he doesn't win anything. He gets real upset with the Lord. Lord, your Word says, if I believe for anything. He says, well, first of all, number one, you didn't buy a lottery ticket. So you gave me nothing to work with. <laughs> Yeah. Number two, number two, I never told you to go win the lottery. Like, so a lot of people, they blame God for stuff. I like what Bonky used to say, Roger Bonky. God pays for what he orders. Mm, that's good. We're ordering stuff that he didn't order, so we're still paying for it every month. Right, right. <laughs> so in France, um, what, I mean, what happened? Oh, yeah, so we went in the water. Waves came. We surfed for two days. I stayed an extra day. And then I told them, you know, these waves are symbolic of this part of France is ready for revival for the harvest, but the pastors don't see it. They think it's hard, it's France, it's difficult, but if they would see in the spirit realm, they would see it's ready. So they got all excited, and that night they were crying out to God and worshiping God and fired for God. And those, those waves caused them both to go into full-time ministry. Oh, wow. That, not being in church all their life, and when they saw God cared about what they cared about, then they were like fired. They were crying that night. We were worshiping together. The dad had taken off on a trip. And then they told the dad after I left, and the dad has a lot of influence on all the other pastors. He convinced them, let's rent the the civic center and do a big thing. The mayor approved it, and we had tons of people getting saved, brain tumors healed. And like revival, so the waves caused a move of God to happen, basically. You see a lot of signs and wonders and just crazy miracles and unique things. I mean, we could spend the next eight hours talking about you uh, you see uh, even people's hair grow back on their heads. And, and all that you, you attribute to being uh, ministering in the glory. Yeah, because when you're, when you're in the glory realm, that's where the signs and wonders come. So I notice healing can come in just the faith realm, just facing it out, or even just anointing. Like, you know, you have a strong anointing for healing. But the glory realm, I noticed, that's the only, realm, the only time I've ever seen the signs and wonders come is when the heavy glory comes. It's for some reason the signs and waters pretty much only come in the glory realm. It's not like a gift of a sign you have necessarily. It's usually people say I have a gift of signs and wonders. It's usually they know how to flow in the glory and then signs and wonders come. Well, let me ask you this. I, I know you personally, and I've seen you uh, multiple times before you have walked out on stage or on the program. And it's not like you spend hours praying before you step into a meeting, correct? Because you're, you're, you've are you're learned and you're learning 
to live in it all the time. I mean, I know you like to pray and spend a lot of time with the Lord, but you you just you just go for it everywhere you're you're at. Yeah, well, a lot of people say, "How many how many hours do you pray for me?" It depends. Like sometimes I'm all day praying. Sometimes I'm, I get off the flight and I have to go straight to the meeting from the international twelve hour flight, and I didn't sleep on the plane, and I'm groggy. I'm like, "Oh, Lord!" But it, you go into the the you stay in the glory. Basically, you people say after three days, I always say, "Okay, how, how many enjoyed this weekend of glory? Oh, this is awesome!" And they're like, "How many don't want it to end? Oh, no, we don't want it to end." How many want to know how to keep this glory once it's gone? Because most people have a high from a conference, and then mm-hmm. Monday come, comes, and they're like back down to where they were. Exactly. I tell them, well, here's how to keep the glory. I go, okay, take your pens out. I go, stay in it. <laughs> Whatever you did to get here, stay, stay here. Keep worshiping in your house. Keep loving. Keep forgiving. Keep sowing. Keep, you know, just, just keep that realm. Like Obadiah took the ark to his house. It was supposed to be in Jerusalem, but Obadiah took it home. So basically take the ark of the glory to your house. Don't just like compartmentalize when there's a meeting, and then you get spiritual. That's what people do. Then they get home, and it's just all business as usual. So basically, just stay in it. And so if you stay in it, then when you when something happens, you're driving down the street, some guy's dead on the road, or someone in the grocery store's back is hurting, you boom, you just do it. You don't go, oh, let me go pray for eight hours, and I'll pray for you. Oh, that's you just, good. As you go, the apostles, just as they went, they just ministered, and lame were healed, blind were healed. They weren't planning on it. They just went to the store, maybe, and went to town. All in the way, boom, you know, things just start happening. And I'm telling you, once you get David's new book, Secrets of the Glory, I know for me, I can testify, when I just read the first chapter, let alone the rest of the book, the first chapter made me hungry. As he was talking about hunger and get in there with God and get hungry, I was getting so hungry. I had to go tell Sid, this book makes you hungry for the glory. And, of course, this three-CD set, The Greater Glory, we need uh, what did you call it, David? Not the faded glory? Is that what you called it? Yeah, yeah. Not the faded glory. Not the glory from the last season of your life, but the glory for this season. That That is past. That was good, and what God did was good, but we want what God has for us now, the greater glory, the new glory, and and that's what this resource will do for you. It will so whet your appetite to minister and live and operate in the greater glory. Now, when we come back, we're going to have David talk about supernatural transportation being translated and it's the crazy stories. We'll be right back. For over 19 years, David Herzog has ministered in the glory of God's presence, but recently he has experienced even a greater level of God's glory where nothing is impossible, where you can receive your breakthrough, your miracle, your healing. David wants to help you experience the greater glory in your everyday life. It's about the greater glory. God wants to release something new that's never been released before, and each glory level goes higher and higher. And on this one, God said, I want you just to mentor the people as if you were one-on-one, taking them, holding their hand, and taking them with you into the secret place of the glory. Call now and get David Herzog's powerful brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Greater Glory. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9552. As soon as you begin to read David's book, Secrets of the Glory, you will immediately experience a supernatural hunger for intimacy with God, and you will begin to 
encounter God's greater glory invading your life. Through David's powerful brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, you will understand what the new glory truly is. Find out how to get the glory of God to manifest tangibly and visibly. Discover how to access the glory every day. Find out how the sick are healed and the dead are raised when you access the greater glory. Understand how you and even things can be supernaturally transported from one location to another. Discover how supernatural provision and finances multiply in the glory. Begin to witness God doing more through you in a shorter time span as your God-given destiny is accelerated through the glory. Learn the operating instructions to help you see creative miracles, signs, and wonders in your life. People are reading the book and they're saying, you know, I've started reading your book, just getting zapped by the glory of God, and suddenly these miracles are breaking out and signs and wonders that has never happened before in my ministry. Through this three-part audio CD teaching series, The Greater Glory, you will have David Herzog train you to access the greater glory and experience its benefits. Through this anointed series, you will learn the greatest key to walking in the glory every day, how to release your miracle in the glory, how to use your supernatural gifts within the glory, the difference between supernatural gifts and the anointing in the glory, the power of decreeing and confessing in the glory, and so much more. These audio CDs contain anointed prayers of impartation for you to obtain all of God's blessings and promises for your life so you can come out of the ordinary and step into the extraordinary. My greatest desire is for you to exceed us because it's a kingdom thing and it's about time that you walked into the intimacy. That's when the glory is going to hit you in your house. People get saved in the glory. They get healed in the glory. They get finances in the glory. They get uh, their, their health is re restored in the glory. I love the glory, and I want you to fall in love with the King of glory, Jesus. Don't miss out on getting David Herzog's brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Greater Glory. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9552. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9552 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're back with David Herzog. And David, you have many stories, and we've covered some of them on the program before, about being transported in the glory, which sounds like a lot of fun because I have a 45-minute to an hour ride home uh, to and from work, and I would like that to be shortened in the glory. And, and so I need to know how to do that. You were in Port Orchard near Seattle, and that just happened to you recently. What happened? Yes, I was doing these meetings there, up nearby there, and, and it's my birthday. And I thought, I'm going to just go for a walk. I, they, they gave me a car. I drove into town, and I parked, you know, a couple miles away from the actual town where the shops are because I wanted to walk along the water. It's beautiful. So I'm walking along, and I'm walking along. And I'm walking along, and then I'm thinking, you know, I should probably head back to my car because I'm kind of I'm kind of out there, and I'm going to drive I'm going to drive into the town where the shops are and get something to eat because I was out where there was no it was just residential kind of middle of nowhere. So I take a left turn to go. I, I'd gone pretty far. I take a left turn to come back, and suddenly, boom! I'm in the town. Now the town is like a couple miles away still, where there's actually shops. I take a left turn. I'm like, wait, this is impossible. How am I here? So I didn't understand what had happened at the time. So I'm like, all right. So I'm walking around. 
said, this is weird. It should be like, because I had driven there the day before. I knew where things were. And I took a turn. I got something to eat and end up talking to this guy whose wife has leukemia. I explained to him how my wife, Stephanie, was healed leukemia. I prayed with him. I ministered to him. So it's like God used me to minister to this guy. That's why he had me there. And then I go, okay. And then I go to walk back to my car. And I walk, it was way far. So what it was was God had me transport to get to this guy. But then once the ministry was done, I had to walk way, way, way <laughs> back to my car. And, I, and it's always like that. Like when I, when I got transported from Paris to Belgium, three-hour drive. And, and, and I'm, I'm worshiping the Lord 45 minutes into it. Boom, I'm in front of the church because there's a whole story behind it because my car broke down, blah, blah, blah. I left, I left at 7.30 p.m. Um, I told the pastor I'm not going to make it. It's a three-hour drive. My car broke down. I got it fixed. And he goes, all right. So I said, I won't preach tonight. You preach, and I'll preach the next two nights. Then at 8.15, I'm in front of the church, which is impossible. But, what happened, but then what happened was coming back after that weekend, I had to drive all the way back. So I noticed <laughs> God does it just for his kingdom. Like Philip, he was ministering to the eunuch, and suddenly, boom, he's transported in what, Azotus, to minister to someone else. So it's it's not something like, hey, I'm just going to do it when I feel like it. And notice there's a faith realm for it. You're in a glory realm, but he does it at when he needs you in a certain place at a certain time. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. And you teach— And you have figured out how to do it at will. But many times I'm late for the air, airport, and I have a two-hour drive. I'm, I'm decreeing it. Decreeing it. I don't know if I get transported, but I always make my flight. <laughs> there's other times where I'm not decreeing it, but I'm in the glory. I'm worshiping. I'm in the presence of God. New Zealand, it happened. One-hour flight. A one-hour drive. We're late for the meeting. All these sheep cross the road. We can't get through. We're honking the horn. The sheepdogs finally coming up trying to get... We're like, oh, my gosh. And finally, they leave, and we're like, we're so late. And we start driving, and in 15 minutes, we were there. Like, it's, it's supposed to be an hour. Wow. So many times we've had this. One time, eight hours across the whole country from the northeast to the northwest, or the northwest to the northeast. It's an eight-hour drive. We made it in under, we made it like an hour and a half. Under wow. Now, do you believe this is going to be happening more and more? Oh, yeah. It's happening more and more. I'm hearing more and more stories of it. Uh, as everything's accelerating, so as we're getting more and more into the latter part of what God's doing on the earth, everything's increasing. Everything in the Bible was the floor of where we can go. It's, it's not the... the it's not the ceiling. It was laid up for us to go from there to the next level. Greater things shall you do, Jesus said. I go be with the Father. So it's going to get greater and greater and greater. What What does going, uh, as the Bible talks about, going from glory to glory, what does that mean to you? Well, you'll, you'll see the term going from faith to faith. So it means from faith to greater faith, from glory to greater glory. So when it says glory to glory, it means glory to higher levels of glory, to higher levels of glory. And one of the good examples, like in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit fell. That was at one level of glory. They spoke in tongues. People lay hands on the sick. People were added to the church. And then Acts 4, they see God for a greater glory. Lord, look at the threats. Look at the warfare. Please now, don't just have us lay hands. Stretch out your hands to heal. And suddenly, Peter's shadow is healing the sick. He's not touching them. And, it's, and then it says, signs and wonders came. And then it says, and the number of disciples multiplied. So at Acts 2, was one level of glory, and people were added to the church. When the greater glory comes... There's a multiplication of souls saved. There's signs and wonders. There's a greater authority. People fear to join them. We're asked to, they're mocking them. So there's just everything goes greater. And so when you say glory to glory, what you really mean is this level of glory to greater realms of glory. And in that greater glory, everything's accelerated, multiplied. Even the finances in Acts 2, it doesn't mention money. In Acts 4, it mentions no one was poor or lacking among them. Right. So that greater glory broke off the spirit of financial problems and debts. And so each level of glory has a different—like, I know it's like the Toronto Blessing. 
It was the Father's love. It was getting people out of religious spirits and control and just falling in love with Jesus. Then Pensacola was the fire of God ripping off the sin nature. So one area got us close to the love of God, but it, but I, I saw a lot of people that were in the Toronto Blessing type, not in Toronto, but that type of anointing, but still had major sin issues in their life. And then they went to Pensacola, and those things broke off. So each level of glory has another dimension that, that changes us from glory to glory. Does that make sense? Totally. I was in that revival in Pensacola for five years, and so we we, we saw that firsthand, and I know you were there and visited as well. And let me ask you a question, what, what you think about this. I know Sid likes to say this. I, I say it to myself and, uh, you know, and to others that uh, somebody had a unique definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So for those who are listening, David, I would imagine if if we are not, living, moving, operating, however you want to say it, you know, even behind the scenes at home with our spouse, with our family, with our friends, if we are not living in the glory, uh, we, we, we can't keep doing the things that we've been doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I think that's the Webster's dictionary definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So yeah, at some point you have to change what you're doing. You have to break the wine skinning in large, and maybe what you were doing in the past season worked for that season. God blessed it, but somehow it's, it's not working in this season. That mean, it's, It doesn't mean God's mad at you sometimes. It just means God wants you to go to the next place of glory. Even Elijah, you know, the, the, the brook dried up. He's the prophet of God. He could have said, oh, my gosh, God's cursing me, or I'm not blessed, or he's mad at me. Instead, God was drying up one area away he was moving so he can move to another area where there's new fruitfulness. So, yeah, we have to enlarge. God will bless something for a season. But like in the wilderness, God blessed where they got manna and all this free food. But then when they hit the promised land, it was different. There's a different way that God was going to move to bless them. Now, David, you, I, I just for a few more minutes, I want to talk about some of these. I mean, just tell the people at home what you've been seeing. I mean, ears open, eyes open, tumors healed, gold dust falling. Uh, you're having these crazy prophetic words and uh, uh, all this stuff. You even saw in in times past you saw somebody resurrected in the glory and they weren't even in the meeting yeah what happened yeah well that yeah well i was in africa in that one and i'm in the meeting and god says to me hey there's a lady here and her mother's or the mother's here her daughter's dying in the hospital but i want you to declare on the stage that she's already dead i said lord i want to do that he says no i need you to do that i'll I'll explain later i'm like what what a great way to open a, a meeting a big outdoor crusade thing you know in africa Trust says, there's someone here, your daughter's in the hospital, she's dying. One lady raised her hand, that's me. I said, well, the Lord shows me she's already dead. And she starts crying and wailing. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> then the Lord says, now raise her from the dead. I go, but I'm speaking. <laughs> she's in a hospital, how many miles away? He goes, there's no distance in my glory, you just preached it. Raise her from the dead from, from the stage. So I just said, what direction is the hospital? We pointed. I command her spirit to come back in her body for a few minutes. And then I continued the meeting. It was an awesome meeting. She came back the next day to tell me that she went back to the hospital, and sure enough, they said that right after she left, she had died, and they told her not. They told her to wait, you know, to be with her when she dies. But the woman had faith that God was going to heal her. Came to the meeting, believing, and they covered her with a sheet when she died. And a few hours later, which is around the exact time I was speaking, they said the sheet began to move, and they looked, and the doctors were freaked out. She was alive under the sheet. Wow. Being pronounced dead, <laughs> breathing, and, and so that was. I didn't get to physically see that one. So we had, we've had some interesting things. But see, what when that one was, because I had a revelation, 
I was able to see that manifestation. When you have a revelation that something's possible, then it's easier to see it. Whereas if you didn't believe that was possible, according to your revelation, you wouldn't even try praying it. You're like, you'd be like, oh, no, that's not God. Even though God's telling you, you'd be like, well, that's impossible. Or like one time God told me, I, I can reverse time over body parts, just like I command the sun to stand still. So I'm in a meeting, and God says, declare there's a man who's had several surgeries, heart surgeries, triple bypasses, stints in their heart. He's about 72. Command his heart to go back in time 30 years before he even had a heart problem. So I get in the glory realm. I start declaring that. I don't know who it's for. And I said, now, does anyone, does this relate to anybody? A man comes up and says, that was me. And not only did oh, were the stints gone, he didn't feel anything in his heart. Even the, all the cuts and incisions from the surgeries were gone. Literally everything was mm. back 30 years back. Wow. At the time reversal in the glory. And then, then that's how you get the anti-aging in the glory. He can reverse time. Now, how, how do we how do we develop faith for these kind of signs and wonders and, and miracles? And, and here's the thing, you know, I've been in some of your meetings and these things happen, but how do I see these happen and how do the people at home see these things happen with our daughters and our sons and our wives and our in our homes and even because God cares about our material things because he he gave you know he gave them to us and how do we uh see more of the glory just operating uh from morning noon night to midnight snack how do we see that again it goes back to just making okay like in your house making your home a habitation of the glory anything in your house that's offensive to the Holy Spirit take it out worship the Lord make your house a glory realm worship place and stay in that realm, and revelation, and teaching. Just stay in that bubble, basically. Make When I lived in France, you know, France was pretty dark spiritually. So we, we, we called our house the embassy. Like, you know, there was a U.S. embassy in Paris. Whenever we would go in there, we'd feel like, oh, I'm back in America. Hey, hey, how's it going? Welcome home. They'd say, you feel all warm feelings of being back in America when you're at the embassy. So we decided to make our house the, the embassy of glory of heaven. Nice. So when you walked in our house, you were in heaven. No matter what was on around you in France or darkness, secularism, atheism, you walk in our house, we decided to make that a habitation of glory. So when you're in that atmosphere in your house, and you get teaching tapes and worship going on and all this, then then it's easier. It's an atmosphere of heaven in your house. And then when you start, you start praying, you start declaring, and these things will start happening even in your home. So I hear what you're saying is start creating an atmosphere for the glory uh, in, in your car, in your home, in your... In exactly. Your car can be an Ark of the Covenant on wheels. <laughs> Where it goes, things happen. Nice. <laughs> David, will you pray over the people that are listening? Sure. Let me pray for you guys. Can you just pray for all that are listening right now that are just really hungry, hearing these testimonies and hearing these teachings and revelation, and you're saying, man, I want that. I want to move in that. I, I want to experience that. I want that intimacy with God first, and then I also want to see these other things happen. So I pray first, Father that you would give them intimacy with you, that like Jesus said, may they know the same love that you and I have and the same glory that Jesus said at the end. He said that the same glory and the same love that I have with my Father that my disciples would have with, with you. So I pray, Father, the same intimacy with the Father through Jesus they would begin to have, like never before, a glory and an intimacy and a love that surround them so strong they wouldn't want anything else. And then in that I pray for faith, to move in the signs and wonders, that they would be able to use their faith once they're in the glory to believe for the greater things. These signs to follow all who believe, and greater things shall you do, Jesus said, I go be with my Father. So I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus right now, that they would move in signs and wonders, and that there would be an impartation of faith 
and glory to move in these things. I release over people listening right now that suddenly they would believe anything's possible when I'm in God's presence. Anything's possible when I'm with my Father, when Jesus is here, when God's presence and glory clouds around me. I can decree a thing and it shall be established. I can believe for signs and wonders and transportation and my children saved and my, my marriage healed and my finances and whatever they're believing for. I just declare a supernatural acceleration, the greater glory be released over people now, exchanging the faded glory for the greater glory, an upgrade into another dimension of God's presence, intimacy, and glory be released over the people now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, David Herzog. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. David Herzog is moving in what he calls the greater glory, and he wants to mentor you and how to operate in this same glory through his brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and three CD set, The Greater Glory. Call now for David's brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and three CD set, The Greater Glory, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. 2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. David Herzog's brand new book, Secrets of the Glory, and three CD set, The Greater Glory, offer number 9552 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9552. Once again, that's offer number 9552.